Hello, I'm Jack, and you're listening to the Here, There, and Everywhere podcast, an interview show about the Beatles' influence in the past, present, and future across the universe and across generations. Hello, and welcome to the 18th episode of the Here, There, and Everywhere podcast. I am your host, Jack Lawless. Before we begin today's episode, I just want to thank all of the listeners for their support. I'm so happy you are all loving the show, and I love reading your feedback. If you listen to this podcast but don't follow us on Twitter, be sure to follow us at Beatles Earth. If you follow us on Twitter but you're not yet subscribed to this podcast, be sure to follow it and you'll get new episodes every week. Today it's my honor to introduce a guest who really needs no introduction. I welcome the legendary Rosanna Arquette. Rosanna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's an honor. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm I'm okay. Um, am I am I good? Hold on. You really okay? Um, I'm anxious and very disturbed and sad about what's going on in the world and especially America right now. Well, you know, a lot of places, but like the Ukraine, but here. Um, and so, um, and we're here to talk about the Beatles, and what better time to talk about the Beatles because when there was so much strife, you know, the civil rights movement and in the time that they were making music, Vietnam War, um, it was the artists and the music that, you know, took us and, and taught us and healed us. And music is very healing, you know? And the Beatles were always that for me. So what was life like for you at the time when you first heard the Beatles? I had parents, I grew up with music all around me. And um, so my father was an actor musician and my mother was an actress, poet, acting teacher, activist. They were both activists. So the Beatles were just so much a part of my childhood. I mean, just the music of the Beatles. Um, I mean, one of the earliest memories is I had when like my mom told me, that, you know, the, the Sgt. Pepper record. And I was a kid and I had it playing it on my record player, you know? And I had, it's like, I always like, I had such, my taste in music, like then, like I loved, I loved uh, Within Without You, you know, <laughs> like the yeah. George Harrison song so much, you know, and, um, and just remember that time. And then uh, I've always loved Revolver. I think that's probably, I think Revolver might even be my favorite record. Because really? if you were to ask me my favorite Beatles song, it's, it is Tomorrow Never Knows. So your parents are the reason you got into the Beatles? Yeah, because I grew up, it was always playing. The Beatles were always playing Dylan, Joni, like all the all the great, iconic, great singer-songwriters. And what was it about the Beatles specifically that captivated you? Well, it's just an energy that they put out musically. And it like it, it would when you put on a, you're in a car, you're in the traffic, no matter what the Beatles song comes on, it can transport you. Their music would transport you to an energy of, I would say really they like, you know, you hear, they were about peace and love. Yeah. They, they always have been. I mean, Ringo is always says peace and love. Like I, we, they, they embodied that. And, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was really incredible. And I, I had known this, but that it's a new audience is understanding the Beatles from the get back on Disney, you know, six hour masterpiece yeah. that Jackson did. And it is a masterpiece. And I, I've seen it 
it, it's like, I'm just got like chills. I love this thing so much. It, it like saved me in this time, which has been a really awful, painful time for me. And just to like, just, just be in the studio during this document, watching this documentary and seeing their creative process and all the stuff that they went through to even stay, stick together as a band in a, in a really powerful time where, you know, they're dealing with massive fame and the energy that's at them and trying to keep it together and keep it going. Oh, it's just, I, I love it so much. And mm -hmm. I've, I've actually seen, watched the whole thing, at, I think uh, three and a half times. I mean, I yeah. want to keep going. I mean, it's just so incredible. And the timing to have this 50, 50 years later is just important. And a whole new generation of people don't even like, didn't, I mean, you gotta be like, who are you if you don't understand? know the Beatles, but some kids just didn't care. Like they, they don't know them, isn't that? And it just yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. But I, my own, I mean, I had music playing when I was giving birth, which was a long 50 hour labor with my kid who was amazing, my daughter. And I, so the Beatles were playing. I had Joni Mitchell, the Beatles, like just music that I loved. And it was so funny because she was born to the, we are <laughs> the yellow submarine. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So what is it about the Beatles that makes them so important now? Why are they having this resurgence all of a sudden? Because they really were, they wrote about what's like what, what was going on in the world. I mean, for instance, Paul McCartney is just talking about, and this is, I, I knew that and a lot of Beatles fans, I'm sure knew this, but what Blackbird, Blackbird was about mm -hmm. um, was the, the, of the struggle of black people and, 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 um, and the civil rights movement that was happening. And, you know, that it was in the time Martin Luther King had been killed and Malcolm X, I mean, all the, the, and the, and the, you know, the movement of the Black Panther movement, which, you know, was really, you know, they did a lot of people vilified the Black Panthers, but what they were doing was helping the community um, thrive, you know? And, and so I love that, that that came out and people understand that, that what that song is about and, and that Paul wrote that and has, it's, a, it's gorgeous, you know, to mm -hmm. know that now. So they were always conscious about what is going on in the world and more than ever, what we're dealing with now. And even Paul, he's on the road right now. He's doing concerts. He's out there. They're still, you know, touring and and bringing a whole new audience alive with with the energy of of what the Beatles were, which really are about love and peace. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite facts about the Beatles is that when they came to America, they refused to play segregated audiences. Isn't that incredible? In 1964, yeah. Fantastic. I love it. That's how you know. They, they had a, a integrity and consciousness and, um, and elegance in their, in their creativity, which we see even, even in the strife and the connection and the get back, we see even though there was stuff going on, you know, with pe people being hurt or there was respect. Mm-hmm. So, Rosanna, what made you want to pursue acting as a career? Well, I grew up around, my father was an actor, my mother was an actress too at, at the time, and kind of just grew up around creative 
people that were acting and singing and dancing and musicians and painters and poets and activists. So that, that was like a, a very colorful, beautiful childhood that I really, you know, I value so much now, you know, because look at these, what's happening here is very terrifying. I'm, I can't, I, I just woke up this morning feeling like, oh my God, are we going to be okay? How old are you by the way? I'm 25 years old. So this is like, this is a hard, this is intense what you're going through. Yeah. Like be a kid, a kid, you're a, a man, a young man, but gosh, to, to, to have to wake up and it's, it's terrifying because we've worked so hard. I feel really bad. I just want to say, I'm sorry. I just want to cry. I'm so sorry that we're leaving this awful mess for you guys. It's, it's terrible. But the greatest thing that can happen right now is somebody like you and your age is to, is to galvanize your, your peers and, and register everybody to vote and vote for, you know, equality and all the things that are happening right now that like this is crazy what's happening especially to to well to everybody that's not you know old and white and christian yeah, <laughs> yeah. and a male <laughs> so it's, it's pretty terrifying this you know yes well you know one thing i notice among my age group in particular is the optimism a lot of my friends and a lot of people my age feel optimistic about the future and it's definitely something I feel as well. I mean, I, I definitely feel like things will get better. Oh, um, that's so good. Yeah. Thank you so much for telling me that because I've been a, a real Debbie Downer to, in, in that I'm feeling a little hopeless. And I, I don't usually, like, I don't, that's not really my, how I resonate in the world. But it, yeah. this last, especially the last, you know, couple of weeks, but just ever since 2016, <laughs> it's just, mm -hmm. but now, now, you know, Young people are are the future, and they have they have the power to change us. And man, no matter like does we got to vote, we've got to get out. No matter stand in line, don't go to work that day, whatever it is, just everybody's got to do it and yeah. get get to the other side of this stuff because we are the people, and people have the power. That's right. will say. <laughs> I'm in California right now, and um, kind of restructuring my whole life and I'm you know thinking of going back east and just getting out of here and the fires and the sadness and all yeah. like running out of water and all the things that are going to happen because of climate change yeah which is really um important that we focus on now and mm -hmm. uh, and it's I think it's going to hit the west coast really hard yeah I mean I think in 2018 you guys had that huge fire that swept through Big Sur and, and all the way down the coast. And I have a house of Big Sur that's did, almost burnt down. I made a cabin that's crumbling, oh, but, man. um, and it's, yeah, it's been, yeah, scary. I feel hope when I see people like Greta Thunberg, you know, she, so, so, so do I. And speaking of it, which, um, there's a, a, book that Jane Fonda wrote called What Can I Do, which is all about um, climate change action, what you could, what you can do. Mm. Um, it's, it's a, it's great. It's really great to hear her read it because it's dense with incredible information, but that happened because Catherine Keener and I and Jane took a road trip up to Big Sur and, and we were talking about Greta and this whole 
idea that just sparked in Jane where she said, we need, we really need to do something. And she, you know, in that trip um, came up, talked with uh, Annie at, at Leonard at, at a Greenpeace and within a few days, it was a Labor Day weekend three years ago, um, she said, let's, let's, let, we're gonna go to DC. She moved to DC for six months and started fire drill Fridays. And, wow. and to bring attention to what was going on with climate change, her whole life's work right now at the end of, you know, this, she's done so much um, is really about climate change. Wow. Yeah, it's worth reading or, or get at her reading it because it's, it's actually fantastic hearing her read it. Yeah, what's it called again? Um, what Can I Do? But it's about the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> well, but it's all part of it because at the end of the day, you know, these are the, you know, um, Paul and Linda McCartney were very closely involved with the organization called ARC, which was from, uh, which was all about climate change. Um, and that's how many years ago? Let's see. You, 30, could it be 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. They were involved with this. Chrissy Hines, you, um, I know Edge from YouTube, because I went with, um, a bunch of people, Peter Gabriel and all the, we, we went to, to, to Russia for green with Greenpeace years ago. Um, and, uh, Chrissy Hine was very involved with this organization arc. And so were uh, Linda McCartney and Paul and Linda. And that's when they just, they decided not to eat meat because it was hurting the planet. So, you know, they're, they're the Beatles, all of them have been very involved in and evolved for many years and their music just can put you in that state. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, I cannot tell you how much I love that documentary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just. Oh. It really saves you, doesn't it? it? Music saves. Yeah. It's like, you know, like for, it really does. And, um, and there's so, you know, so many great musicians, but there's something about the Beatles. Uh, you know how, like what, when, cause I, I have, a lot of friends, a lot of music, guitars and instruments around me that because I have friends that come and play and I, and I, I've always been around that and it's so important to have the energy of it. But you know, when, when songwriters write, it's almost like this muse comes through them. It's an energy. And for me, the music of the Beatles has a connection, a direct connection to light. I know exactly what you mean by that because I experienced that too. Right? Yeah. And it's so like, and that, that is, you know, there's a lot of music that, you know, like, I, and I listen to all sorts of music and it's not, but their music really is that mm-hmm. for me. It always has been, yeah. you know, and you can see the difference. Like there's, there's, even when they're going through their personal stuff, I love, you know, a writer writes what they know. And so like, they were always very honest. It's like, it's a, like a journal, you know, and putting it out into music. So I actually had Rob Sheffield from Rolling Stone on a recent podcast, and he brought up a cool fact that Paul McCartney doesn't write songs about men. They're always about women. And I think that's a really cool insight to how much, to seeing how much the Beatles were influenced by women. And you can see that in Paul, his vegetarianism was influenced by Linda. And John's philosophies were very much influenced by Yoko. And, I mean, all of the Beatles went to India because of Patty Boyd. So, it brings me to the question, 
How did the Beatles influence your life? Oh, gosh. Um, I would just say that there's like, they're the soundtrack to my life. I mean, actually, I would say just how they, how they influenced me. <laughs> um, can be answered in so many different ways. It's, no, it's a very big question. It's just, it's a, just, just, just energetically, the feeling, like, you know, the connection of light. Yeah. It, it's, it's like a spiritual experience. And I feel like that was, uh, that's been a big part of different chapters of my life. I could say mm -hmm. Beatles songs would be that chapter. Are there any specific Beatles songs that really help you through those different chapters of your life? Like I told, well, it's my favorite song is Tomorrow Never Knows. Right. So that, that's which is on Revolver. Um, you know, sometimes like uh, um, recently I would just like, because this reminded me of my childhood, but Hey Bulldog, that song. Yeah. Hey Bulldog, just have that song. I love um, that song. Don't you? Yeah. Isn't it great? Um, and I just really, like it played the other day and I was just like, oh, I love this song so, so much. Um, uh, gosh, there's just, I, I could go on and I, 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 maybe you're a rich man. I love Within Without You from, mm -hmm. you know, I love, uh, the White Album is, is spectacular too. Um, and that reminds me of a whole time when I was like, I think I was 13 years old and that I, I had a little cassette player and my, and a, the double thing of cassette of the white album. And I played it all the time on my cassette player <laughs> when I was 13. I'm different. Like, so God, I wish I could, I was like five or six with, with, uh, with Sergeant Pepper. Um, I remember, uh, nine like even though i um nine was like also revisiting sergeant pepper and i i wanted my own space because i when my sister was born i had my own bedroom and then my daughter my sister was born and we had to share a bedroom so i wanted my own space so i made a little record my record player inside the closet and made this pillows and stuff my own thing yeah. and i remember being in there and listening to uh at that time also like sergeant pepper and then also uh, abbey road was uh, a time where i had a next door neighbor friend my friend maya and we used to play and we used to play rob uh, abbey road and i i think i was nine mm -hmm. uh, yeah i'm used and just put it, put the beatles on and, and it will transport you into an energetic field of where you need to be or in some sense sort of a healing yeah it's always been for me yeah um do you have a uh do you have a favorite memory associated with beatles associated with the beatles a, a favorite yeah. memory. <laughs> uh well i mean there was a period uh, um hmm. no it's too personal i probably shouldn't talk about it so never mind. yeah <laughs> yeah i better not <laughs> <laughs> so well, you just appeared in the brand new video for My Sweet Lord, which yeah. has about like 30 million views on YouTube now. Well, Danny like Harrison is a, is a friend of mine and, um, and love, love Danny and, uh, and his, his uh, manager and, and, and of course, Olivia, George's beloved wife, um, who I just saw recently because of 
close friend of ours just passed away. And um, so it was really sweet that they asked to uh, me to be in there. It was so funny because we did film this whole section, um, which they cut because because it was just like, but there was a moment where like we were in the movie theater and, and I just started like dancing to like just rocking out in the and singing and then oh, got yeah. up to sing to, to like dance, you know, and um, but they cut that. <laughs> <laughs> that song came out like 50 years ago and it's still so popular and the Beatles are still so popular. Yeah, they're probably the, I would say, aren't they the biggest band in the world? The most important band in the world? I mean, yeah. you know, and the, of course there's the Stones too, but but this, the Beatles have, I mean, they're all, you know, people, the Beatles, the Stones, like they're, they're all, they're all great, but the Beatles did have this energy of light even though like they were all experimenting and, you know, doing just drugs that, you know, one time and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really great when you see somebody like, you know, Paul out and and Ringo goes on the road too. They're out on the road and doing huge, playing the huge concerts. You know, it's funny because one of the, my friend Paul Tillette from Golden Voice who is Coachella, who it's his festival. um, He, he asked me if I, because he knew that I knew Sir Paul McCartney and we were friends, and if I asked him to do Coachella, right? And I did. And, oh wow! Uh, yeah, he and at the time Paul didn't know what Coachella was. He, he didn't. Now he goes every year and like, and I'm telling you, that was one of the greatest concerts. Um, there was this moment. Oh my God! Oh, did have a funny moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is Paul McCartney playing at Coachella, and I used to shoot the backstage interviews. For Coachella yeah. years ago. like so I did that for a lot of years and um and that was kind of my favorite job I've ever ever done I have to say so I interviewed all these people but um that concert it was so powerful and people just went like there was a lot of there were kids that actually didn't know the Beatles and it was so it was it was such a huge huge event like him wow. playing Coachella and the songs and re, you know bringing them and everybody singing Hey Jude and mm-hmm. it was great that's and so cool. There was this one moment where, and I, because I, I was like on the side of the stage, and you know there was huge screens, and and I just was like in awe of it, and then I kind of like wanted to get this other angle, so I went behind the stage, and there was this, you you could, there was something that was interesting happening behind the stage of people and the workers, and so, and I I kind of was on the fence looking from behind it all, so I could see that you know the audience too. Yeah. And then I heard this voice going, move, move. And I was like, what? Like, because it was like a, it was like a, and the a fireman came and grabbed, like they grabbed me and wrote me up. This was such a knucklehead mo- moment in my life. And it was just about to be, it was, he was doing live and let die. Yeah. And it was like, live, it was the fireworks. Right. I would, I, I didn't see, like, it was like, they were, they were going to be blasted <laughs> right, right where I was like total, like I probably would have, maybe lost my face, but, um, it, it was just pretty, pretty crazy in this moment. But I was like, okay, that was, that's, uh, yeah, that was a <laughs> silly knucklehead moment in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Speaking of Paul playing live, did you see him, um, bring out John Lennon's voice during his most recent 
I mean, on his tour, I think he does it. Just now, like for the, the tour encore. he's on right now? Yeah. No. Is it on YouTube? I haven't seen it. Yes. What, what, I didn't see it. No, what yes. is it? So he, during the encore, he plays I've Got a Feeling. That, and, which I, which is one of my favorite songs. That's yes. Just, <laughs> and, it's one of my favorite songs. And uh, during John's part, he turns to the back of the stage and on the giant screen behind him is Peter Jackson's restored footage of John <gasps> playing on the rooftop. And John's voice comes through the speakers. And there's a point uh-huh. where John and Paul harmonize together as they're singing the song. Well, I, I did definitely want to see this tour. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I'm going, uh, I think I'm going, I think it's next month in New Jersey. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, in the big arena in yeah. June. But in June? In June, yes. When June what? Uh, I believe it's 16, 18, something like that. I wonder if it, because I have to go, I'm going to go there for, I have to be in New York. Um, God, I'd love to see that too. Yeah, and Ringo's playing right around then too at uh, Radio City. I'll be there as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, great, great. Have you actually interviewed them? Have you inter- interviewed t- Paul or, or Ringo? Not yet. I would love to though. Yeah. Working my way up there. Yeah. So one day I'll have them on. I would love, to, I got a couple of questions that I hope no one's asked them before. I'm pretty I, sure bet no one I bet you do. So Rosanna, what have you been up to recently? What kind of projects have you been involved in? What have I been up to these days? Um, just uh, a, a lot of my energy um, for the past five years has gone into um, activism and, and, um, trying to do everything we can to, you know, with work with groups and the environment. And like I said, going, you know, fire Joe Fridays and Greenpeace and, and women's rights and the Me Too movement, which I was a part of in the beginning um, with the putting, helping put Harvey Weinstein in jail um, and making sure, you know, Ronan and Farrow and and um, the New York Times got their their story out with many women. You're a hero for speaking up about that, by the way. Well, many of us, you know, it takes a village. And um, and what was good about that was that it, although we're seeing such an insane backlash from it um, right now, because clearly how threatening it was to obviously men in power, so threatening. Mm-hmm. want that exposed and then we're seeing it what, what are we seeing now i just remember when the kavanaugh hearings were happening it was you know right after it was all part of it it was in the height of the movement and they're just trying they're trying to just shut it all down they're just trying to make rape legal and uh and and literally this draconian barbaric craziness that's happening right now that is insane it's just it's absolutely insane mm-hmm. and um and so really my focus has really been that that stuff in life for the last few years um and it didn't really leave a lot of room for creativity not that i haven't done little things here and there I did a movie with eleanor coppola that rita wilson is in and um, many other beautiful actresses, but, um, and, but the, you know, little things. So I'm actually ready to throw myself and be able to go back to work. Um, you know, um, a lot of things are shot in other States. Um, and, and, you know, if you do a television series and you have to move to another state for six months, you know, that, that 
didn't work at the time, you know, for my marriage. And, and, and now I'm free to be able to go do uh, work, you know, and be able to do that now. So that's, that's good. You know, that's, it's, it's exciting. I'm happy out. for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I have a film that I'm going to direct and um, you know, I have a, a come from, I'm really blessed to come from a really incredible creative family. Um, everybody, you know, is so super creative and, and I really am grateful to my parents for instilling that in all of us and social justice was part of the way we grew up. And um, I, I've told this story before, but um, you know, I, I just, my mother was one of an organizer for the anti-war um, love and peace in, but a march in Chicago when we lived in Chicago where my sister Patricia was born and, and uh, Martin Luther King came. Wow. Yeah. And so I was in the back of a truck with him. I remember this so much, you know, I remember this moment and he, my mom had painted on my bare chest, stop the war, kill no more. Wow. And, um, and he asked my name and I told him and I remember, and he, and he said, he said, told me, said hello. And then he said, someone put a shirt on that little girl. <laughs> <laughs> so so but that's, that's, yeah. What a great story. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, because, you know, we were, that was a hippie, I was a hippie kid, you know, and yeah. my mother was in the rainbow coalition with Fred Hampton and, you know, help working in the kitchens and marched. Um, and she was an organ organizer and a poet and, you know, it's, I'm so grateful for that. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think I took it for granted so much, but, and that all links also to music, you know, the music that influenced my life. Of course, we're here to talk about the Beatles and that time would be that time of listening, you know, like this, actually, I'm, I'm wearing my magical mystery t-shirt. I had this great, I just, I, I was like, where's my revolver t-shirt and my Abbey Road? And I'm, I'm moving right now. Like I packed all the stuff. It's like, someone took my two really good Beatles t-shirts. I'm really upset about it. Oh no. <laughs> I can't find the revolver. <laughs> so bummed. So. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned or growing up during that time of activism and being surrounded by, you know, your mom and all of her thoughts. And, you know, that was also a period of, of when John Lennon started getting into activism as well with his songs, power to the people and imagine. And that like 1970, 1971, I think those came out and that is a huge influence on my life as well. I, but I think, I think that, Yoko did have that. I think that was part of Yoko's as much as a lot of people were like hated Yoko. I think they broke up the band like they're there um, or she did, but her influence on him was huge. Yeah. You know, and um, how they met, you know, I don't know if you know the story she was an artist and performance artist and did all this work before, but, and she had a, a uh, he went to a gallery and it was a, a ladder that, and it was an art thing that he had to climb the ladder and he opened this little window and it says, yes. I think it said yes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Which was 
you know, inspiring, like uh, positivity. You know, we're in a world right now where your age, just just musically too, just like, oh man, I feel like something like the old fashioned, like mom, like, what is this shit? <laughs> like, you're like, what is it? Like, really? Yeah. I mean, not just like, but I, I'll, I'll get into like, you know, Rage Against the Machine, like, uh, 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 and, you know, Tom Morello and a song like the Zach and those guys. And that's a powerful, even though it's like, rawr, but it's powerful stuff mm-hmm. politically. And I do, you know, not, sometimes I'll, you know, need to blast them um, mm-hmm. in this time. But, um, but some of it is like, wow, you know, like, really, like, I don't, do we really need to be talking about when you have these powerful women there, then they have such a voice and they have such a, uh, an audience to just keep, you know, having to talk about stripping and stuff, you know, like really you have so much power, what you could do, mm-hmm. you know, right now is, is could change people's, you know, vibe. I mean, I, I think there was a period where I didn't really actually, I didn't really um, appreciate Lady Gaga in, in the beginning. Like I didn't get until I really love how she's evolved as an artist, as an activist, as an influence. Um, uh, you know, I watched that Billie Eilish, you know, uh, documentary and, and, and in her, you know, she has like the power of music and, and the voice. And when you do it for good and what it can do, that's, that's, that's what the Beatles did in the time. And it really did galvanize and, and it was a movement in itself. And it's so important when artists have that kind of influence to what they can do for good. And that's what the Beatles did. So like even with, you know, um, Billie Eilish out there with, you know, her audience and, and, and girls sobbing and like, she's in, she's, she's trying to change things. That's how Gaga did too. Like there, yeah. it, um, it's when, when they use it for good, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I also like Taylor Swift for that reason too. I think she inspires a new generation of, of, uh, youth. She's definitely one of my favorite artists now. I mean, oh. I could talk about, okay. uh, music, you know, I, I love all different kinds. Uh, so she's like, like, what do you think of Billie Eilish? She's a little young thing. I, I love Billie Eilish's music, her and her brother. I love that documentary. I mean, that, that's what did it for me. Like I never really, I haven't seen that her. actually. Oh, it's so good. It is. It's a beautiful, and, and then her brother who's really, you know, like he's a powerhouse creator and them together. Yeah. It's, it's worth seeing that documentary. Yeah, is that on uh, Disney plus? I don't. No, I think it might, or HBO. I don't know. I don't remember. I'll research it. I'll find, find it. it. Yeah. I know Disney Plus has all the good movies now, including Get Back. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So what kind of other music do you like? I, well, I love, love, love. I love soul music, but I love like, but, but from like Sly and the Family. I, I mean, Sly and the Family, so it's a rock and, and soul, but I love Sly and the Family Stone. I think that's mm. one of the great bands ever. Um, I love James Brown. I love James yeah. Brown. Love James Brown. I love Aretha. I love um you know old old 70s. I love Tribe Called Quest, you know. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. They're great. Yeah. I love, I love them. them. Yeah. Me too. So, so you can see that I really love music. <laughs> yes. I, I know. I'm the exact same way. I have a Bob Dylan poster over my left shoulder here. I see. I saw, I saw your Dylan back there. I see the Beatles and uh, that Beatles poster on the side. I can see. Yeah. I, I have, I have hundreds of books about different artists and bands and stuff, but I have huge book collection too of everybody. Like, yeah. 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 Do you have a yeah. favorite biography or a book about them? About the Beatles? About no, I, I, when I think of my favorite uh, music for, is Just Kids. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you heard? Do you have you ever read it? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh! Okay, so get forget get Patty Smith reading the book Just Kids. Get the audio of her reading this book. It's extraordinary, and it really brings you through. The, all of it. it's it's it has the same energy of creativity and struggle that um i mean it's really the struggle of artists mm-hmm. and you know when she was living at the at the um chelsea hotel and and it's just oh, it's, it's it's really great you know and and people that you know surrounded her and who she got to meet and young and it's wow I, you love it i'm, yeah, I'm I'll totally check that love. out yeah, it's but you want just her, kids? it's just kids and it's Patty Smith reading it. You want uh, the audio of her reading it. That's so awesome. It's Robert Maplethorpe. That's the picture in the other room. I just, my brain just lost. Robert Maplethorpe was a very famous photographer that died. That was her best friend. And they, it's them growing up um, as artists together. I just got uh, this one right here. Brandy Carlisle's biography. Oh, oh cool. Yeah, Have she's, you listened to her at all? Um, yeah, I know. I know, I know her. She's, she's, she's because of Joni because I'm friends with Joni and they became friends and um yeah and she's she's blowing up right now um she just played an Oscar party for Elton John oh really yeah I didn't know that yeah music is is so transformative and it's just had such a huge influence on my life and I don't know where I'd be without it I really have no idea do you play I do yes you do you play guitar I play the guitar bass piano and the ukulele and a little bit of harmonica. Oh, how wonderful. Well, yes. Do you play at all? It's so crazy. I'm getting, like, I've got seat on the floor over there. You see there's guitars on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. But no, I'm, I mean, it's oh, so no. funny. I had, I, I don't, I just have them for my friends, but I also like, um, which I haven't, done in a lot of years you know like as much as i used to just always have people oh you know i did have i did have um my friend amanda ghost in this and fka twigs and mini driver were over um uh a, a month ago and had a little moment a jam session in the here and that was so nice playing old old beatles song i mean i think there, there was some yeah so it's neat that's so fun. <laughs> Have you ever uh, wanted to pursue that? No, because I, I'm better at being the cheerleader. And um, now it's plugged in. All this time I'm sitting here on the floor and I have to where it is. So, uh, yeah. Um, I had this very funny, I was going to do a short, uh, little funny, little sh- short movie that I always had a fantasy of because I do know so many great musicians or friends of mine and all it was just each one showing me a chord 
Oh, really? And then actually playing the chord that they, you know, a song is like. <laughs> That's that awesome. Yeah. But everybody right now, more than ever, I think, especially with the, we need, we need music more than ever right now mm -hmm. um, because it's healing. It brings people together. It's the language that everyone can understand mm -hmm. and, um, and, 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 and get back into the energy of, of music that can heal and transform us. Cause and if we have ever are starved for it more than ever, it's now, you know? Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, you know, I, I'm wondering where do you see the Beatles music and influence like in the next 50 to a hundred years from now? Well, you know, these techie people, like people like, you know, uh, I'm give him the guy that's going up there in space with his penis rocket up to Mars. <laughs> I'm sure the, they'll be blasting the Beatles up there, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that'll happen. Yeah. Do you think they'll be as important then as they are now and as they once were in the sixties? And I think that they are the, 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 the band, and like the Stones, like many people that we've been talking about, but of course the Beatles will be, you know, the ones that will stand the test of time forever. Yes. Yeah. Well, Rosanna, thank you so much for coming on. It was an absolute honor to have you. Thank you so much. And um, I'm sure we'll talk soon and I look forward to hearing your music. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Here, There, and Everywhere podcast. I'm Jack Lawless. Follow us on Twitter at Beatles Earth. Check out our website, BeatlesEarth.com. Thank you again to Rosanna Arquette for coming on. It was such an honor, and it was an absolute goal of mine to have you on. So thank you so much. And if you like this podcast, be sure to follow it so you'll get updates every single Wednesday when we release a new episode.